With the benefit of hindsight, we are not surprised to learn that here at the beginning of Jesus' ministry, a voice came from heaven declaring, you are my beloved son, with you I am well pleased. After all, it all began when Jesus was conceived after an invitation given to Mary from God through an angel. His cousin, John the Baptist, leapt a prophetic dance when only a six-month-old fetus in the presence of Jesus' newly conceived body. His birth was announced by shepherds, or by angels rather, to shepherds, who went to find the newborn and his parents and report what they had experienced. Wise men from an exotic land came and offered highly symbolic, if unusual, gifts shortly after he was born. And now we have this incident when he was about 30 years old. Indeed, from this point on, the life and the ministry of Jesus was about manifesting who he truly is. Several decades after the fact, the Gospel of John would summarize Jesus thus. The Word of God was made flesh and made his dwelling among us, and we saw his glory, the glory of the Father's only Son, full of grace and truth. And he made his way in the world just as Isaiah the prophet had said, not crying out, not shouting, not making his voice heard in the street, a bruised reed he will not break, a smoldering wick he shall not quench. Basking in this glory as we have throughout this Christmas season, we can and easily do forget the less savory parts of Jesus' life. After all, he was born into a poor family, and he was actually born in a barn. His country was occupied by a hostile foreign power. Jesus and his parents became political refugees shortly after his birth because of Herod's jealousy and his attempt to murder him, which in the process devastated hundreds, if not thousands, of young families by the killing of their baby boys. Now, baptism is a significant event in anyone's life. We know what it means for us. It's the promise and the beginning of eternal life. St. Paul put it bluntly to the Romans, are you not unaware that we who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were indeed buried with him through baptism into death, so that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might live in newness of life. But what did baptism mean for Jesus? He was, after all, sinless, and he had no need to repent, unlike the rest of us. And unlike the rest of us, who were washed clean in baptism, I think we can say that Jesus got dirty. By being baptized, Emmanuel, God with us, was fully and symbolically submerged into the squalid messiness of humanity, 
So yes, he got very, very dirty. Throughout his ministry, Jesus would do things that would make other people impure, like touching men with leprosy, or women with an issue of blood, or dead bodies, just to name a few. But rather than making Jesus impure, because he is God, his touch made them pure. Not once did Jesus flinch away from another's pain and suffering. Rather, he headed straight into it. And Jesus was not soiled by contact with sin, suffering, and death. Rather, those who were in contact with Jesus were cleansed and healed. Rather than sin, suffering, and death tarnishing Jesus' divinity, Jesus' touch strengthened, purified, and cleansed a tarnished humanity. And the resurrection is the ultimate example. After all the duplicity, disingenuousness, outright rejection, political machinations, and all the rest that marked the authorities' response to Jesus' ministry, they used the occupying Roman Empire to crucify him, to put an end to him once and for all. Or so they thought, because not even death itself could hold Jesus for long. And this, friends, is our good news. Jesus entered fully into our human reality, even into the darkest, deepest corners where we ourselves seldom want to go. And he conquered. Isaiah the prophet said of him, I the Lord formed you and set you as a covenant of the people, a light to the nations, to open the eyes of the blind, to bring out prisoners from confinement and from the dungeon those who live in darkness. And it doesn't matter if it's the confinement of illness, whether it be from COVID, cancer, ALS, or anything else. The darkness of unprecedented political corruption and chaos, the dungeon of addiction, or the blindness of sin, Jesus can free us from it all. Deny it? No. Escape it? No. Pretend it's not there? No. Jesus took on in himself, in his humanity, all the consequences of human pride, hubris, and sinfulness from the fall of our first parents through the events of this week and these past long nine months and every other horrible thing that will happen from now until the end of time. That is what Jesus was baptized into on that day in the Jordan. A brother like us in all things but sin. St. John asks today, who indeed is the victor over the world but the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? Why? Because Jesus rose from the dead. He rose victorious over sin, suffering, and death. 
and on the day of our baptism, we were baptized into his death so that we too might rise triumphant. To deny our sufferings? No. To escape suffering? No. To pretend all is well in the world? Absolutely not. No, rather to go through sin, suffering, and death, and to be raised triumphant on the last day. By our drawing near to Jesus in his humanity, to the healing power of God-made flesh, our blind eyes can be opened. The darkness within us can yield to divine light. Our confinement in sin can be broken, and you and I can be set free from the dungeon of suffering and death for all eternity.